Hey, what's going on everyone? Clarence Langston here, husband, father, author, and spiritual mentor. My passion is to help pull purpose out of God's people. And my goal is to get you fulfilled in your faith, your family, your finances, and your future. Today, I'll be talking about how to design your life. What does it even mean to design your life? Well, I'm glad you asked the question. Man, I was wondering the same thing. I went through some crazy things in life and kind of looked at, you know, a lot of times we talk about, man, this is the hand I was dealt, you know, kind of like a card game. Hey, these are the cards you handed me in life. You know, and I think a lot of times many of us kind of feel that way. You know, we're born in a family, born in a particular uh, community, city, neighborhood. And so we start trying to operate in the parameters of uh, what we see, what we know. I mean, whether, again, whether we live in a certain city, hey, I can only uh, go so far because these are the limitations of my city. Uh, this is a limitation of my family. I've seen my father, he only went so far, or my mother only went so far, or we have a traditional family and everybody in our family worked at the plant, or, you know, we look at the limitations and we kind of believe, you know, and that's what I meant when I said, hey, these are the hands, I mean, the cars that I've been dealt. So I have to operate with, with, with what I have. Man, I want you to understand that you have the ability to redesign your life by redefining it. Man, what do you mean by that? Listen, look outside of the box. Yeah, okay, this is my box. This is what I know. This is what I've been exposed to. This is what I see. But man, when I look outside of the box and I see other people doing great things and uh, uh, other people accomplishing greatness, uh, I see them doing things that I wouldn't mind tapping into. I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind having it in my life. Or, you know, you may see somebody that owns a business and nobody in your family ever owned a business. Uh, I just shared a moment ago, maybe in your family, everybody worked at the plant. So, you know, you kind of grow up expecting, hey, I'm going to get a job, you know, at the plant. I think about my father. Every one in my father's family, on my father's side of the family, uh, many of them wanted, they were proud um, to find a way to get disability um, so they wouldn't have to work, but they would get that minimum check that would come every month. Well, because they had a, a, a poor mindset, that's a poor mindset, uh, that side of my family was designed by that mindset. So uh, something they thought was great was that $1,200 or $1,800 that they would get a month uh, that they didn't have to work for or earn, so they felt as though it was free money. Well, man, that was a world that I was a part of, and I made up in my mind, I, I remember the day that my father came to me and he offered me um, that world. He said, hey, son, listen, I wanna show you how to get on disability. I never forget it like it was yesterday. And uh, man, I just knew that was not what I wanted. I just believed that there was more to life. I believe God had more for me. And to me, $1,200, $1,800 a month really wasn't um, any money at all. And at the time I didn't have any money. So I'm not gonna say that it wasn't money and I'm not gonna knock it because some people, uh, they built their life around that and that they really need that to sustain their lives because they're not able to work. But I was young. And I was capable and I was able uh, to be able to work. So uh, I didn't allow that to become my mindset. I didn't allow that uh, to become the ceiling in my life that said, hey, Clarence, you know, this is your 
This is your narrative. You know, you can't go any higher than this. This is what your father's offering you. You know, I remember not only was he uh, on disability, but he was also a drug dealer. He was selling drugs and he was making a lot of money uh, selling it. And that opportunity came my way and I accepted it as a young man and began to sell drugs. And so it looked as though that this was my lot in life. This was the hand that was dealt me. Hey, this is my father, right? And this is what he offered me. And I didn't have any uh, mentor or any man in, or anyone in my life that was giving me another way out. So I figured, hey, you know, this is it. You know, and I was young, so um, I didn't have much exposure. Well, today I really want to talk about this because I believe that was my lot in life. I don't know what you believe is your lot in life is. I don't know what your circumstances or situation is. I don't know how your life has already been designed or defined. But I believe if you're sitting here listening to me right now, you're saying, man, I can relate. He's saying so much I can relate to. Maybe you didn't even think about it. Well, today we're going to talk about it because we're going to talk about, is it possible to redesign your life? Absolutely. So the first thing you want to do, you want to write the vision. You have to have a vision for your life. And this is why so many of us get caught up in the design of life that we were born in. Remember, I was talking about that ceiling, talking about my dad being on disability, invited me into that whole world. It was almost like a family inheritance. Hey, son, I got the hookup. I can get you on disability. You can get this money, free money. At the end of the month, you don't have to worry about a thing. Then the other option was, hey, I'm selling drugs. I turn you on to selling drugs. You can be a drug dealer. So I was exposed to all of this negativity. I was you know, born in the city of Detroit. So I had a lot of negative images that was already branded in my mind because I grew up in the midst of this stuff. You know, I had a great mom. She was trying to keep me from it, but I was so overexposed to it that I began to design my life by what I was experiencing and exposed to, not so much what she was telling me. She was telling me, hey, son, this is the right way to do things, but I had a desire to do the wrong that was born in me. You know, a lot of people don't even know about that that when we are born, we get the blood of our parents and we get the blood of our fathers and so it's in our DNA. So many of us are already trapped by design in a world um, that is not made to benefit us in the positive. And so, uh, you know, I wanna bring the God portion in here for a moment because that's why the Bible talks about a man needs to be born again, you know, because we get a chance now to, to do life over and do it with a clean slate. Uh, because of what Jesus did for us. Man, that's powerful right there. So check this out, guys. You have the ability, once you realize that I don't have to live in this world that I've been born in, I can redesign my life. The Bible says, without a vision, people perish. Many times, many people, you see them on the street, you see them walking down the street, you see homeless people. I've been there. I've been homeless before. I've, I've been lost in the streets of Detroit before because I got caught up in what I thought was the design for my life. I couldn't see any way out of it because I did not have a vision. I didn't have the ability to see further than what I've been exposed to. Some of you tuning in right now, you're watching me right now, and you're saying, man, you are in my business, Clarence. This is where I'm at. I can't see any further. This is where I was born. I was born in the trailer park. I was born in the projects. I was born, you know, in the ghetto. I'm trying to survive. Sometimes we hear it, you know, in, in, in the hip hop music, in the rap music. They're talking about the struggle. And so it became a, it became a ceiling in their life, but they turned it in such a way 
to utilize it to become a tool to bring them out of a world that they were exposed to. And that's what I'm talking about today. Is it possible to take what you've been through and, uh, and harness it and allow it to become the energy and the synergy that propels you into a greater vision. Listen, envision what you want your life to look like in the future. Have a vision for it. See it. Expect it. Then have a plan. A plan is a set rules of engagement that you write out. Write it out on a board. You know, some people call it a vision board. Write it out on a piece of paper. This is my plan. Seven steps into this. Five steps into this. Um, I'm setting up my life to move from where I am to where I want to be. How am I going to get there? What are the steps necessary to take to be able to get me from point A to point B? Is it possible for me to live above what I've been exposed to or the family that I've been born in? Absolutely. Come on, I want somebody to hear me today. Absolutely. You're only as restricted as you believe that you are. I want to say that again. You are only as restricted as you believe that you are. The moment that you change your mind and you realize and you know, I want something more. I want something better. I want you to understand that the word of God says that God has blessings for you that your eyes haven't seen, your ears haven't heard, neither has entered into your heart the things that God has stored for you. God has a blessing and it has your name on it. Man, I wanna talk about it because I believe today you're gonna to walk a new walk, you're gonna speak with a new language and you're gonna be exposed to a new depth of life because your mind is shifting from where you've been to where you desire to go. The next thing you wanna do is write down your core values, things you know I'm never settling on, I will never do no matter how much money they give me. I know what I want to do and I know what I want to accomplish. And I'm willing to do this, that, and the other to get there. But what I'm not willing to do is sell my soul. I'm not giving my life away. I'm not giving my body away. I'm not giving my mind away. So what you're doing now is you're setting safety parameters around you because when you begin to redesign your life and expose yourself to arenas and people you've never been around, you will be surprised what people will try to get you to do to have a better life than what they know that you've had. But I wanna share with you, when you put those perimeters up and when you put God first, that's why it's so important to make sure you have a relationship with God. I don't care what anybody say, how can you have a, not have a creator when you see how wonderfully designed the whole earth has been? Now, when I begin and when you begin to trust God over and above the circumstances in the situation, and you begin to make sure that you have that communion, that you have that relationship with God, that all these other things that you've been trying to do or desiring to do, now you're going to be able to do through and by his grace and his mercy. He's going to empower you. That's why having that relationship with God is everything. I don't want you to think that you redesigning your life out of the design and the purpose that God has for you is going to bring you into a greater space or a greater place without having that inner joy. See, God is the inner joy. God is the one that interjects the joy in our lives. He's the one that interjects the peace in our lives. So even if you have a piece of money and even if you have a new home and even if you've changed the narrative and you're no longer in the environment that you were born in and you've redesigned your life, I need you to understand that God even has a greater design. So we want to make sure that our life is in alignment with our creator. God, what do you have for me? 
God, what have you purposed for me to do? God, what have you, what have you called me to do? Well, as you tap into that and as you begin to reach further than the box that you were born in, you're going to find out that the roof of limitation has now lifted. It's amazing what happens when you put God first, man. Whatever boundaries are around you, I'm telling you, it'll melt away like butter. I just speak that even now, that things are melting away that were placed in your life to hinder you or to stop you. Maybe somebody intentionally tried to stop you or put parameters around you or told you, listen, you can't go no further than this. I want you to understand all they did was speak mere words. They don't have any power in your life. They don't have any power over your life except the power that you give them. So you having a plan and you setting some goals and you moving forward is all that it takes that as you put God first, the inner strength, the inner ability that comes from God will cause you to break through, come out on top and be able to help somebody else. I'm telling you, it's all by design. The next thing to designing your life is identifying your biggest strengths and weakness. It's so important to identify within yourself, where am I strong? Where am I weak? Why? Because I know now that my weakness needs to become where I am strong. How do I do that? Because I've identified that I'm weak. Now I can strengthen my weak areas. So now my weak areas is no longer my weak areas, but they are as strong as my strongest. And when you become strong in all these areas in your life, now you don't have any weaknesses to hinder you or stop you. Now there's going to be circumstances. There's going to be dilemmas and issues that come up. There's going to be things that happen. There's going to be things that other people may try to do to hinder you, but it's not going to come from you because now you've mastered. Wait a minute. This is where I'm weak. I'm, I'm weak in this area. I really, I really care what people think about me. Well, that, that, that will cause you now to be weak in that area because you have an insecurity. Insecurity makes people become inconsistent, which means now they're always changing their minds and they're shifting uh, their way of being or their ideas or their agenda based on how other people feel about them. Well, now as you get stronger in that area, man, that was one of my weak areas, always caring what people think, always worrying about how people saw me, always caught up in people's vision of me, and I didn't have a vision for myself. Clarence, what do you say? Clarence, how do you see yourself? Clarence, what does God have for you? Clarence, what is your purpose? Changing how you see yourself will change the place and the space that you occupy. Many times we can't grow any further than the garden we're part of. If you ever see anyone sow any uh, seed in the ground, a farmer sow seeds in the ground, normally what that seed is going to produce is based on the kind of seed that was sown. You'll never, you can't sow a carrot seed and expect a watermelon. You can't sow a watermelon seed and expect a carrot. So whatever you positioning yourself, whatever you've identified that you want to be, the space and the design of your desi the desire of your heart, where you want to go, how you want to achieve it, a plan and a goal, a vision, a set order of principles that you're going to apply and work out in your life to be able to achieve that master goal. It's going to become what you desire it to be based on the strength that you've allowed yourself in the areas that you were weak to become strong to say what the word of God says, I was weak, but I'm strong now. I'm strong in God and I know I can do it. You know, designing your life is not always easy. I think about 
when I was first dating my wife, you know, I've been married now, man, over 20 plus years. And it's an amazing marriage, but it was a marriage that I dreamed about because when we were dating, I mean, literally, I didn't, I didn't know if we would even have a future together because where I came from, what I had been exposed to, I tried to design our relationship by, and she was accustomed to a certain lifestyle by design of her parents that I wasn't accustomed to. I wanted what she had, but I didn't know how to give it because of my exposure. So I had to be intentional. I had to intentionally change. You know, there were some areas in my life that I didn't realize wasn't the best for a good, healthy relationship with another person. I wasn't really holding myself. I wasn't really happy with myself. I wasn't happy where I was in life. I wasn't happy where I was going in life, but I was trying to build a relationship with another person that I wanted to believe was going to be better than what I was experiencing by myself. Not even knowing and realizing that I would have been the source of pain, which eventually ended up happening. Our relationship was almost dissolved because I came from a crazy place and she had come from a place of peace, but I wanted what she had. So guess what? I had to change. And what I began to do was I began to come up with a plan, some steps that I had to begin to take in my life to change some things that I had been exposed to that brought me into a place that I did not want to be in. But I couldn't change it until I identified something was wrong with me. And that's what we're talking about today, because many of you want to you want to redesign your life, but you don't know that there are many hindrances that may be in your life or may have come from other people in your life because you expose them or expose yourself to who they are or where they are. And now, you know, I want to change. I want something different. Well, I began to put a plan in place and I knew that she had a certain expectation. So it was kind of funny because I changed for her before I came. I changed for myself. And it was in making these uh, moves and, and shifting how I was doing things because of what I heard her say that brought me into a place that I never thought that I could be in. And now it causes me to live a life uh, by design that I never expected to be the joy that I have in my marriage the joy that I have in my family, the joy that's in my ministry, the joy that's all around me. I'm able to give other people joy where in my past life I had no joy. I had no peace coming from the streets of Detroit, coming from selling drugs with my father, coming from being overly exposed to inner city America. But yet when I began to have a plan because I identified the way I was going, wasn't the way I wanted to live. Now, what you want to do is write down your goals for the next year, five years and 10 years. I always go out way out because way out, I already know by design, I know where I want to be. But I also have to be real with myself and know where I am. And that was a part of being able to challenge myself to create a plan, to create a vision board and to set small, simple goals because if you make your goals too big and if you expect too much too soon, you're going to end up quitting, not believing that it can become a possibility. So when I say see yourself 10 years from now, when you see yourself 10 years from now, you know where you want to be. So you come back five years and you see what it's going to take to be where you need to be in five years from now to be able to be where you want to be in 10 years. Well, when you come back from the five years, now you're going in increments of years. So you look at 
where you are now and you say, okay, by the end of this year, this is where I want to be. So you set goals. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to change. This is what I've identified in myself that's not good. So you have to identify the good in you and the bad in you and the ugly so that you know, okay, I need to change this. I need to shift this and I need to add this. And that's why it's so important. One of the key factors though, is making sure that you put God first in your life because God will reveal those areas that needs to be changed so that you won't have any barriers in your life that are coming from your past life that are hindering you from moving into a brighter future. Because many times we have so much garbage in our lives from what we've been exposed to that the garbage is hindering us from being able to move forward into our future life that we desire to have. So we have to allow old things to pass away. The Bible talks about old things passing away and allowing all things to become new. But I, I believe, and I've learned over the years, even with myself, many times we do what we're accustomed to do and expecting something different. So we have to change that narrative. And I want you to know, as you set up these goals and as you have these plans, all of those things that you set up in front of you that you move toward, you're gonna come into. It's about identifying and it's about executing. Hey guys, the takeaway today is, listen, I redesigned my life. Where my life is now, I desire that your life be. You heard the story about my dad, disability, was on disability, trying to get me on disability. Uh, he was a drug dealer, exposed me to drugs but I knew I wanted to live a better life. I wanted to redesign my life with purpose and destiny, and I knew I had to do something and be connected to others that were already doing or in a place where I desired to be. I want you to know that this is possible for you as you redesign your life. As you walk away from this moment, don't walk away without taking these points that were shared. Your life is what you make it. Are you ready to redesign it today? Let's get started.